You are Locked On Sooners, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma Sooners. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Sooners Nation, and welcome to the Monday edition of the Locked On Sooners Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for joining me. My name is John Williams. You can follow me on Twitter at John9Williams, and you can read my work covering the Oklahoma Sooners over at the Sooners Wire at usatoday.com. And you can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Sooners and on Facebook, Locked On Sooners Podcast. And on today's show, we've got a Victory Monday edition of the Locked On Sooners Podcast available for you. But first, I got to talk to you about the Locked On Big 12 Podcast hosted by my guy, Josh Neighbors. You can hear the Locked On Big 12 podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You can also stream it on YouTube as well. And every week we do a little crossover over there where we recap the previous week's Big 12 action, get you ready for Big 12 action coming up. So make sure you check out the Locked On Big 12 podcast. And the Oklahoma Sooners rolled over the Western Carolina Catamounts on Saturday, 76 to nothing. And it was one of those games where it could have very easily been a hundred to nothing. You, you name a score and Lincoln Riley probably could have reached it, but Lincoln Riley, the consummate sportsman that he is opted to take the, take the foot off the gas a little bit in the second half. And just to make sure that he didn't completely embarrass the Catamounts, uh, they, decreased the the fourth quarter from 15 minutes to 12. You know, some of it is for player safety. You know, Western Carolina was completely outmatched, physically talented. Uh, It was just a a totally different football team than what Oklahoma puts on the field. And credit, big credit to them for stepping on the field and really giving a strong effort, you know, especially in the second half when it was kind of, it was basically decided, you know, Western Carolina kept rolling out there kept putting out a, a, a decent effort and, you know, their, their backup quarterback had a pretty solid, you know, performance in the second half. And he was, he was running physical. He was running hard. Uh, Carlos Davis, man, he you know completed four or six passes for 29 yards. You know, he even rushed for several yards. He, he was solid, man. You know, Rogan Wells had a hard time in the first half, uh, but Carlos Davis carried the ball two times for 27 yards, including a very physical, uh, you know, first down run where, I don't know, he he bowled over a couple Oklahoma defenders. And so, yeah, big props to Western Carolina, but this game was all about Oklahoma. And they did everything that they wanted to do, both on the offensive side and the defensive side of the football. Let's talk about offense first. Spencer Rattler was in control, played as well as you'd expect Spencer Rattler to play. 20 to 26, 243 yards. He averaged 9.3 yards per attempt through five touchdowns. To me, the thing that stuck out the most was that all five of his touchdowns came within the red zone and four of those five touchdowns occurred from within the 10 yard line. That was one of the things that was a bit of a struggle last week against Tulane is they didn't seem to have the the right chemistry running those goal line routes, you know, whether it was a goal line fade or a back shoulder fade, uh, they, they did a really good job this week of making sure that they were on the same page with those, those goal line pass attempts because that's where you win football games. They settled for too many field goals last week against Tulane. Now those were of the, the distanced variety, you know, uh, Gabe Burkich was, was showing off his leg last week, but this week Oklahoma was playing for touchdowns and they got a lot of them. Uh, Spencer Rattler, I, I felt like he was accurate. He was on point. He did a better job of using his mechanics to get him 
ahead of the throw, which to me, you know, which means like he didn't just throw from whatever angle and whatever platform he wanted to, he made sure to set his feet and hit his throws the way he's supposed to, the way he knows he's supposed to. He's good, solid mechanics. The other thing that's really impressive about this is he's getting everybody involved. It doesn't matter if you're a true freshman. It doesn't matter if you're the fourth wide receiver on the depth chart. I got just transferred in. If you're the leading receiver from last year, he's getting every single wide receiver involved. And that's dangerous if you're an opposing defense, because you don't know where to focus your attention, right? Like they had 17 guys end up with a target on the day, uh, you know, just in the first half alone. You know, Jaden Hazelwood had five targets. Cody Jackson had five targets. Mario Williams had four targets. Austin Stogner, three. Michael Woods had two. Braden Willis had two. Marvin Mims had two targets. I mean, if you can get the ball into that many guys' hands and you get defensive coordinators thinking about that many guys, it's going to make it really, really difficult for, for teams to know how to, to stop you. And that's one of the, the beauties of this Oklahoma offense is they've got so many guys that can beat you. I mean, when Mario Williams, your true freshman wide receiver, is your leading receiver, and Marvin Mims, who is expected to be your leading receiver, only has one catch for 19 yards, I think that speaks to the depth that you have at the wide receiver position. Jaden Hazelwood got in the end zone twice. Mike Woods got, in the, got, a, got a touchdown as well. Mario Williams scored his second touchdown of the season. And this is a team that when they're rolling like they did on Saturday, it's getting everybody involved. And that's, that's to me, the most exciting thing about this. It's like, to me, so one of my favorite players growing up in the NBA was John Stockton. I loved watching John Stockton. One, because I was short. And two, there's just something fun about getting everybody involved, like making passes and getting assists. I don't know why. I just always enjoyed being the assister versus the scorer. Same thing was, was true in lacrosse. I always had more assists than I did goals. Um, I, always want, I don't know why. I always wanted to set somebody else up to make a play. And I think that's what Spencer Rattler is doing right now is he is playing the point guard position at quarterback. He's getting everybody involved. He's finding the open guy. He's using eye, you know, eye manipulation to work defenses. And he's working through his progressions and and that's where Oklahoma is going to be dangerous is if they get so many people involved that defenses can't just focus in on Marvin Mims, they can't just focus in on Austin Stogner. They're going to be incredibly, incredibly difficult to cover. The offensive line was really, really good in this game. The running attack was fantastic. You know, Eric Gray showed off everything that we expected to him to show, right? He was decisive. He was quick. He was elusive made big plays in both the running game and the passing game, you know, had that big 20 yard touchdown that, I mean, he was left wide open. That's not going to happen. You know, teams aren't going to leave Eric Gray running wide open down the middle of the field, but Western Carolina apparently didn't have the tape. And then he ran, you know, really, really well, had 74 yards on nine carries, 8.2 yards per attempt, had four first down runs, sorry, four runs of 10 plus yards and four first down runs. And that's what we, that's what they need. You know, they, they need him and Kennedy Brooks. Kennedy Brooks had six carries for 48 yards and a touchdown, eight yards per attempt. They need those two guys to make the most of every single carry. 
Like we're not going to be asking them to run the ball 30, 40 times a game. What the Oklahoma Sooners need from them is to carry the ball about 15 to 20 times a game and average, you know, six, seven yards per carry. And if they can do that and minimize the workload, that's going to be fantastic for them long-term and, you know, for the season. Now that those are high expectations, but anything that they can do to minimize Kennedy Brooks and Eric Gray's workload is going to be hugely important. You know, the, one of the more underrated things about Eric Gray's game was he averaged 4.33 yards per attempt after contact. That's really good. That's like, if you can average that many yards after contact, like that's, that's a good yard per attempt, right? If you average 4.3 yards per attempt as a running back, you're doing pretty good. But if you average that after contact, like half of your yards are coming after contact, that's pretty solid. And that's something to be excited about because I think, you know, because he's a little bit smaller guy, he's not a Ramondre Stevenson. Maybe the, the expectation is maybe he wouldn't be as able to take on contact and, and make big plays after, but he is making those big plays after contact. So very exciting, man. It, and obviously it's Western Carolina. We can't get too, too excited about this performance because it's an FCS team that wasn't very good. And Oklahoma did everything that they had to do against this team and did everything they wanted to do offensively. And, but I think the important thing here is that they looked great doing it. It wasn't a struggle. I mean, we saw teams like Kansas state struggle with Southern Illinois, Texas tech struggled against SFA, but Oklahoma went out there and they took care of their business. They didn't let up at all. Even the backups, you know, the second and third team offense and defense, they went in there and they, they did their thing as well. They continued to score points in the second half. They preserved the shutout. And so it's, it's a team that played really, really good football on Saturday and coming up next, let's talk about the defense who stood out. And uh, then we'll talk about some of the young guys that stood out as well that got opportunities to play in this game. But first, I got to talk to you about prize picks. If you're into daily fantasy sports, you're into making prop bets, then you need to go check out prize picks. Prize picks offers every sport you can think of, like NFL, college football, NBA, college basketball, Major League Baseball, soccer, MMA, and more. They offer more college football props than anyone in the world. Prop offers on all the star players of the Power Five, as well as mid-major players you might not have ever even heard of. Prize picks offers you any prop you can think of, from yardage to touchdowns, even interception stone. You pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. PrizePix allows mixed sports entry. You can take the over on LeBron combined with the under on Mahomes in the same entry. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. PrizePix is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Don't hesitate. Check out prizepix.com or go to your App Store and download the app today. That's prize picks, daily fantasy made easy. And then I also got to talk to you about Sweatblock. Sweatblock is the doctor-created, doctor-recommended antiperspirant that works up to seven days per use and offers you the dry shirt guarantee. There are a few things in life that are just not fun to talk about. One of them is excessive sweating. When you're sweating through your shirts for no reason, it's embarrassing. Sweatblock is stronger and more effective than more, most clinical antiperspirants. You simply apply it the night before, before bedtime, go to bed. The next morning, you wake up, wash, and go about your day without worrying about sweat, guaranteed. 
So if you or someone you love is dealing with excessive sweating, you have to check out SweatBlock. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with our promo code locked on or Amazon or CVS. And now let's talk about the Oklahoma defense and their big win over the Western Carolina Catamounts on Saturday. Uh, fantastic performance. They get this, they get the shutout, get the zero. And that's really all you could ask for. I mean, that I think they had to create a high expectation for this team and say, you got to go in and get the shutout. And Alex Grinch said it in his post-game press conference that he was going to, like they needed to get a shutout or they were going to run. And they <laughs> took that to heart. Uh, the first team defense was fantastic. You know, did not allow Rogan Wells any time to rest, any time to relax. He was pressured on nearly 50% of his dropbacks. Uh, Perry and Winfrey led the way with six total pressures. He ended up with one and a half sacks. Nick Bonito had four pressures as well. Ethan Downs playing with the first in the first half had three pressures, uh, two tackles, and he had a tackle for loss and a stop and a forced fumble. Again, this is just a defense that was just flying around all over the place. Uh, they just didn't allow Western Carolina to do much of anything. It was just a, a dominating defense performance. And, you know, the Sooners in the first half allowed negative rushing yards. And, you know, it's really hard to do sometimes because you, you, you can get a quarterback, especially a quarterback that's athletic like Rogan Wells, and he's able to, you know, break, break free for a big run. And, and Oklahoma did not allow that at all. You know, on the day they, you know, kept Western Carolina to three of 15 on third down, one of three on fourth down. And that that's, that's a big thing because last week against Tulane, Tulane was pretty good on fourth down against the Sooners. I uh, held them to 178 total yards and just 123 passing yards, 3.4 passing yards per attempt. That's insane. Like you can't, like even like a bad day in a yards per attempt for a passing offense is like five and they held them to 3.4 yards per attempt uh, on the ground. They held them to two yards per attempt. And again, a lot of the, the yardage came on a big run from uh, Carlos Davis in the second half. Uh, you know, he, he picked up a lot of their rushing yards in the second half. And so, yeah, Oklahoma, the defense just did everything it needed to do. It, was, it created three turnovers, a fantastic performance all the way around. Uh, Danny Stutzman led the way with eight total tackles. Uh, Deller and Turner Yell had three as well. Uh, but the Sooners, they ended up with eight tackles for loss and four total sacks, an interception by Bryson Washington. And I mean, what more can you say about them? They, they were dominating. They did everything they needed to do. They showed that, they can kind of rise to that occasion and be the dominant defense again, just against the Western Carolina. We'll see what it looks like when they play Nebraska next week. It's a team that needed to play a game like this start to finish. That's one of the things we talked about last week is that they had this 30 minute mentality and they didn't finish the game strong. Like they played in the first half, you know, the, the second half was a letdown. The first half was really, really good. You know, uh, Tulane got 14 points, but, Oklahoma outscored them 37 to 14 in the first half, but they didn't finish the game. Well, Oklahoma got out 45, nothing on Western Carolina. And this week they finished the game. They played the second 30 minutes like they played the first. And even though it was second and 13 players playing in the second half, they still kept that same intensity, that same desire, that same passion throughout the whole game. And that's a big credit to the coaching staff. I mean, they, they got these guys motivated. They got them, they got their heads right. And to the captains, the leaders on the team as well. 
And, that, and that's something that they're going to need. I mean, they are going to have to play every single game, start to finish, just like this. If they want to contend for a national title, they've got to be ready to do that. And credit, again, credit to the coaching staff and credit to all the captains on the team and the veterans for making sure that this team was locked in. Uh, but the defense, man, it, it was great to see them complete the shutout. You know, in a game where only, you know, where Isaiah Thomas played just like 19 snaps. And Nick Bonito played 16. You know, most of your snaps were played by guys that were down on the roster, you know, lower on the roster. You had a guy like Reggie Grimes get 21. Ethan Downs played 24 snaps. Danny Stutzman, 26. Shane Witter, 28. And so I think that's what's exciting about this is they were able to find snaps for a lot of guys. They have 39 guys played defensive snaps. And 32 of those played at least 10 snaps on the day. Woody Washington only played eight. Billy Bowman just played three. Like they were able to get these guys some, some reps at the same time, giving them some rest too. Like they didn't have to use a Woody Washington. Like we're not worried about Woody Washington. We know he's great, right? We're not worried about Billy Bowman. We know he's going to be great. It, it was good that they didn't have to play these guys as much as, you know, maybe they would have last week. And they'll have a big test against Nebraska this week, a power five team. Although Nebraska is down, they're not what they once were. It's still going to be a test because it's a, a step up in competition. And so Oklahoma will need the rest. And, you know, they don't have a bye week until late in the season. And so getting any opportunity to get these guys rest is going to be huge. So coming up next, let's talk about where Oklahoma falls in the top 25 of the USA Today coaches poll. And some of the standout performances that we haven't talked about just yet. And we'll do that here on the Locked On Sooners podcast. But first, let me talk to you about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's easy to eat. It's 100% covered in chocolate and it tastes great. They've got nine great flavors like coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, and peanut butter brownie. That's my favorite one. Just had one a little bit ago to get me ready for the podcast. Love the peanut butter brownie. It comes with 17 or 18 grams of protein, just 130 to 180 calories. It's the great tasting, great for you protein bar that I highly recommend. So go to builtbar.com, use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order over at builtbar.com. And after the weekend of college football, the Oklahoma Sooners moved up in the USA Today coaches poll to number three, basically off of Ohio State's loss to Oregon on Saturday. And obviously they took care of business. I mean, had they not taken care of business, there's a good chance that Oregon could have jumped them. Uh, but Oklahoma takes care of business, did what they had to do against Western Carolina and very, very overmatched Western Carolina team and Oklahoma rises in the rankings. Uh, but got to give some props to the running back tandem, Todd Hudson, Jaden Knowles. Those two guys played really, really well in the second half for the Oklahoma Sooners. Uh, Jaden Knowles in particular showed off a really good ability in both the running game and the passing game. He finished with 37 years yards on four carries, two touchdowns, uh, had a big 29 yard run. I mean, so it's not at a super efficient day. You know, if you take away that 29 yard run, that's three carries for eight yards. Uh, but he's got the ability to break those big runs. And that's, that's impressive. That's important. Like you want a guy that anytime he touches the ball is able to make a big play. And he had a big, you know, play in the passing game as well. He caught one pass for, it was one pass. I think it was like for 50 something yards, but I can't find it now. Um, yeah, sorry. He, he caught two passes for 65 yards. Uh, one of those was a 57 yard, uh, 
reception, catch and run. They showed off really impressive speed down the sideline. I thought it was going to take it to the house, but they caught up to him. But, you know, yeah, I think that's what you wanted to see out of Jaden Knowles and Todd Hudson. You know, a, an efficient performance, you know, solid performance. You didn't expect them to kind of be the game breakers that Kennedy Brooks and Eric Gray are. But they were able to get in there, carry the football quite a bit, and and make something happen. And that's what you're going to need from them, especially in games where potentially you're going to have a big lead in the second half. You need them to be able to come in and take 10 to 15 carries in garbage time for the Sooners because you can't be relying on Eric Gray and Kennedy Brooks just to, to play every single snap. I mean, I mean, you can, they, they should be fully capable of doing it, but if you want to have them at their best all season long, then you want to try and perverse preserve some of those snaps. So big shout out to Jaden Knowles and, and Todd Hudson for getting, take, getting their opportunities and taking advantage of them. I uh, also want to talk about Cody Jackson, Cody Jackson, you know, figured into the passing game in the second quarter, caught three passes for 31 yards, uh, had, two first down receptions had a big play down near the goal line that got him into scoring position. Uh, huge shout out to Braden Willis as well. Two catches for 51 yards and, you know, was a, had 17 yards after the catch big time opportunity, you know, opportunity for him. You know, he, he played well when he got an opportunity and I think he's an athletic player that can make some plays in the passing game and down the field. Uh, when they do get him the ball. And again, it's just another thing for defensive coordinators to look at and think about, especially when Oklahoma runs out two tight end sets, you know, it, you can't just rely upon Austin Stogner to be the only one going out in routes. You might have to watch out for Braden Willis as well. Uh, Brian, Brian Darby had another catch in this game and Jackson, someone figured into the passing game as well, caught three passes for 19 yards. And so, you know, we've talked about the receiver core quite a bit. Danny Stutzman, again, I have to mention, you know, eight, leading the team with eight tackles, people were, were so high on him after the game. Like everybody was so excited, you know, all the defensive players in the media uh, sessions were just lighting up when asked about Danny Stutzman and his ability. And, you know, he was just flying around the field. Gives you a lot to be excited about, about the linebacker position for the Oklahoma Sooners moving forward. He did suffer a bit of an elbow injury. We're still waiting on updates on that, but this is a kid that's going to be really, really exciting to watch. Uh, as the season goes along and as his career at Oklahoma goes along as well. Uh, you know, the offensive line, both the first, second, third team units, I thought played really, really well. Uh, you know, it was, they had a really good run blocking day, a really good pass blocking day. Uh, you know, Anton Harrison, Chris Murray, Marquise Hayes, Robert Conjol, and Tyrese Robinson got the starts for the Oklahoma Sooners. Played really, really well in the first half, obviously. Uh, and then you had... You know, Wanya Morris get his first get his first reps with the Sooners, get his first snaps, played 16 snaps. Andrew Rain played 15 snaps, mostly as the second team center. Uh, so I, I feel like we pretty much have a, an indication of what this team's starting offensive line looks like. And it's Anton Harrison, left tackle, Chris Murray at right guard, Marquise Harris at left guard, and Robert Congel at center uh, with Tyrese Robinson at right tackle. Now, obviously, things can change, and, and this can always be a little bit fluid, but uh, you know, just a really good performance for the Oklahoma Sooners. They just allowed one sack, um, only two total pressures on the day, and we're we're dynamite in the run game. So that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Sooners podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the show. 
Make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. The show is available for free on Apple, Google, Spotify, and the Odyssey app. And you can check it out on Twitter at Locked On Sooners, on Facebook, Locked On Sooners Podcast. Until tomorrow, my name is John Williams. Boomer Sooner.